Hey friends, this is Holly Spangler at Prairie Farmer again, and we have another Confessions of a Farm Wife podcast for you this week, talking food, family, and farming. Man, you guys, you remember a few weeks ago um, when I interviewed Emily about her life? Well, she turned the tables on me this week, and the interviewer became the interviewee. And I'm not going to lie, it was a little scary for me, but she's a great interviewer, and we talked about everything from the doctor I didn't become to how grief has shaped my life. And for the life of me, I could not have been more surprised when she asked about my mom. And how crazy is that? Like, why wouldn't I have guessed she would ask about that? Um, So pardon my stunned silence for a second there, um, because it's good to talk about the real and the hard things in our life. And I'm glad we were able to do that and um, to talk about what it all means, you know, as we serve others in this life. But I promise it's not all that heavy. (laughs) There's some light stuff too. So give it a listen. And check us out on Instagram at Emily Wabel and at H. Spengler. And we're on Twitter, too, at Emily underscore Wabel and at Holly Spengler. And if you are so inclined, leave us a little iTunes review because that helps other people find us, too. So without further ado, here is episode 26. Hey, everybody. We are back. We're at Holly's. We're on Holly's turf. We're at her (laughs) kitchen counter. And if you're a longtime listener, you may have heard the rapid fire get to know Emily session. (laughs) We are now turning the tables. The interviewer is now going to be the interviewee and she is a little bit nervous, but we are going to get to know our favorite farm wife, Holly Spangler. So Holly, yes, wife of John, I'm kind of start like you, (laughs) three kids. Yes. Jenna is 13. Nathan. Almost 14. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. You're too young to have a team. Thanks. But uh, I know, <laughs> but you're not really if you do the math. Nathan is 11. Nathan's 11 and in sixth grade. Okay. And Caroline? Eight and in third grade. <laughs> Good job. I I'm not gotten used to saying the new grades yet. I know. It's, yeah, it's the beginning of school. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So where did you grow up? Albin. Okay. Which is? Edwards County, southeastern Illinois. Okay. I never thought Albin was hard to pronounce until I left and people are like, Albion? I know. I don't like, know. I'm yeah. like, it's just Albin. Don't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> so overthink it. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so you it was a small town. Small town. So when you graduated high school, where did you think you were going to go? Like, what were you going to be? I was going to the University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. I had determined that fairly early on because that was where the good kids, I'm saying with air quotes, Perfect. went. So I was going to U of I, and my plan was to um, major in, what was I guess I was pre-med, and then be a small town doctor. And come back. Wow. Which had been my plan for quite a while. Yeah. But I thought it was fairly thought, well thought out. Okay. And then what happened? Chemistry 101. <laughs> <laughs> Which I never had to take because I picked my major. Well, here's what's <laughs> funny. I didn't need it in ag com. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't have had to have taken that. Or Latin, which I also took my in first college? semester. Yeah. First semester? Yeah. I don't recommend oh. it. <laughs> Did you cry every day? <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I was in Chemistry 101 and Latin, I can't remember what the number was, and RET, and a math, Math 116, okay. that first semester. And I was just immersed in chemistry. And that's a huge freshman weed-out oh. class. I mean, it's hard, and it's, they don't care. No. Fail, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your TA who doesn't speak English, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. I had the Russian TA mm-hmm. who would occasionally lapse into Russian, as if I, you know, this wasn't already a foreign language. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and I was just in the middle of that going, I don't want to do this for eight years, mm-hmm. which was probably a little misguided. Like, really, you're not really just going to do chemistry for eight years. But right. on the other hand, I think I was kind of realizing I'm a writer. Okay. I was going to say, so after that first than, semester, did you make that? I didn't even make it that far. October. <laughs> 
Peace out, Freeman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> October, I was like, wow, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I was talking to my roommate at 4-H House, and she, you know, and she's like, well, what are you interested in? Right. You know, very sweet. She's mm-hmm. older than me. And I had said, you know, I always thought it was fascinating. Like, my dad had the bumper sticker on his truck, beef at sweats for dinner. Uh-huh. Who comes up with that? Oh. And how does it wind up on a bumper sticker on my dad's truck in Southern Illinois? Look at you. And I told her that, and she's like, well, that's ag communications. And I'm Ooh, like, oh, what wise really? counsel, right? Really, from like a 19-year-old. <laughs> right. Thanks, Lori Alleman. Mm-hmm. Yay. So, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think she probably directed me to some other agcom girls in the house, mm-hmm. and they said, yeah, you need to go talk to Bob Hayes. And so I made an appointment, and mm-hmm. I went in and talked to him in the basement of Mumford, and I just remember sitting there with him, and, you know, as he talked about what the program was and what you do and the jobs and the classes, and he wasn't trying to talk me into No, he was, was information. Right. And I remember sitting there thinking, these are my people. This is mm. it. I was sold. And then I think I had another meeting with Dr. Evans after that, who was head of the program, but shortly to retire after that. And he was awesome. He was the same way. Very like talked through, you know, why do you want to do this? Or why oh. do you really not want to be a doctor? And what makes you, what are you interested in and why? And just That's the amazing. wisest conversation. That's right. And I remember up on his wall, he had a picture, a big painting, and it was like a farmhouse and a mailbox, I think, that had like a farm journal in it, which it would be a better story if it had a prairie farmer. I was just going to say, <laughs> oh, did you interview with him? <laughs> but, you know, that's all right. So you switched, when did you switch majors? Technically, I couldn't switch until January, right. second okay. semester. Okay. I, I was stuck in chemistry land. <laughs> you had to take your finals. That's right. And, I, you know, I finished off that semester, but then I started... The next spring, and I had AgCom and you knew 100 right or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And, and then never, right never out of college, back. you were hired, right? Before college. Before college. Yeah. Graduation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. November, my senior year, I was encouraged to go to the ag editors meeting in Chicago. Oh, and I so, right. There all the time now. I know. You were like the president, weren't you? I was. Oh, my It's gosh. crazy. You've got lots of plaques. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. And like literally, we had barn dance Saturday night and then got up and drove to Chicago the next morning. <laughs> I went to this meeting. For all my mothers Jody, listening, sorry. I know my friend Lots Jody concealer. went and she drove. Oh, bless her. And we made it. It was fun. Yeah. But anyway, while I was there, I met Mike Wilson, and they had an opening. They'd had a field editor opening for I don't know a couple three months, I okay. think. And we sat down and had an interview, and it was one of those jobs that you're supposed to have three to five years of experience, mm-hmm. but you like loathe in college because yes. how am I supposed to get yes three to five years experience? Right. If I can't get the job. But Mike had looked at you know I'd done. Every last internship I could scrounge up, and he felt like that was, was helpful. Yeah, and so he had me do a like a writing test to have me do a story. Wow! On uh, small seed companies, like family-owned seed companies, of which there were a lot more of in nineteen. Was this was fall of ninety-seven. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> than there are now, but um, yeah. So I did the story. He liked it. Hired me. I started in January, and I started part time. Okay. I had this great plan to have a slack off semester. My last. <laughs> semester like I'd taken all these classes and I was going to be like barely full-time and it was going to be awesome, awesome. epic yeah but then as it turned out I had got a job and I had to go to Decatur twice a week well that's because so, you're responsible Holly you right? cannot have a slack off <laughs> I'm just going to insert that yeah <laughs> so then my last semester I was I think I had like 12 hours of classes on Monday Tuesday Wednesday and oh, I drove to Decatur Thursday and Friday and planned a wedding because we got married I was just going to say yep four weeks after graduation oh my goodness and then I started full-time two weeks after that working and you from moved home. How far from home? From is my home? Bushnell, from home home. 250 miles. Okay. So was Solid. that an adjustment? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Five, and this is John's home. 
Yes, we live at John's home. He farms, farmed. That was his plan, was, mm-hmm. our, was always to come home and farm. And he was three years ahead of me in college. So he graduated, came home to farm. We drove oh, this route to Champaign yes. a lot and um, planned to get married. And then, yeah, so within four weeks' time, so I lived at 4-H house, lived with 55 women. I went in four weeks from living with 55 women to one man. Wow. Was that yeah. an adjustment? Let's pause for a moment of silence. <laughs> And let's pause for a moment of silence to the wow of you. Wow. Yeah. Talk, so, talk to me about that. How was, I mean, yeah, did so, you walk into marriage? Like, it's going to be great. Oh, I'm yeah. so going to win. I'm going to win at this immediately. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We thought it was going to be so easy because we've been apart for so long. Yes, and that was so good. Yeah. I mean, we'd really only been on campus dating for one semester. Oh my gosh. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. We met in January of my freshman year and John's senior year. Okay. And then he graduated okay. and came back here to farm. Wow. And then we kept it up for... Three more years and then got married. So yeah, it was different. I mean, it was the thing that probably got me the most to start with was, you know, you're in Champaign on campus. How many students are there? 25,000. I was going to say, yeah. 30,000. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. A lot of people. Thousands of people. You know, there were, (laughs) the sea of humanity. There were days, you know, that nobody knew where I was. Uh-huh. Not that I was doing anything wrong, but, you know, I wasn't checking in with anybody. Right, nobody. Sure. I was You're doing, independent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to class, and I was going to work, and I was doing my thing. And, you know, and then I move here. We get married. You know, we're living on a dead-end road, and we drive past my in-laws every day, mm-hmm. who are great people. But, like, all of a sudden, somebody always knows where I am. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're sharing a lawnmower, and we're, you know, you're adjusting to doing life with people in a different way. Right. You know, granted, we were doing life together at 4-H House, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? Yes. And so you kind of had to learn how to deal with that and then to set some boundaries, you know. Right. Like, you know, if you don't want to talk about something, don't tell people about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. <laughs> it sounds simple, but <laughs> when you're 22, it's maybe not oh, as much. So. Yeah. so, yeah, that was an adjustment, but it was good. And it's And I will say, you know, we live, what, maybe a quarter mile from my in-laws, mm-hmm. which you know, as we've had kids has been the biggest blessing of our lives, you know, that we get to do life with them and the kids Mm -hmm. see grandma almost every day, Mm -hmm. you know, either she comes over here on her four wheeler Mm -hmm. or they're walking down the waterway to her house. Mm -hmm. And so that's been really good. You lost your mom. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. You (laughs) lost your mom at, uh, how old were you? 30? I turned 36 on Sunday and she passed away on Thursday after that. Talk to me about that. How has that affected you since watching her walk through that illness and Well, (laughs) no, it's all right. Then we'll do fun stuff, I promise. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I've had in my life some periods of grief, Mm -hmm. you know, where a very good friend, roommate in college, was killed by a drunk driver, Mm -hmm. Jen Esworthy. So we were, I'm trying to do the math, 21 when that happened. Yeah. When I was 29, my friend Rachel died in childbirth. Mm. You know, we were pregnant together, Mm -hmm. and I had Nathan, and six months later she Mm -hmm. had Caitlin and and died in childbirth. So, you know, some periods of grief Mm -hmm. that I think God prepares you for. You know what I mean? Like, And and I will still look at when Rachel died. I divide my life in half before that happened and after. You know, and how you think about things and how you treasure friends and that kind of stuff. And then mom, I'm trying to think how many years that would have been from Rachel. Rachel died in 05, and mom died in 12, 2012. So a few years later, and then, you know, mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in May of 2011, right, right before school got out. That's when I first got to know you. That's right. I, like That we was all that same time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack right. was tiny. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it was kind of one of those diagnoses that 
you know, they got a second opinion over at Barnes, and the doctor looked at her and said, you know, you seem like a nice person. I'm sorry. You know, oh, my gosh. Nothing. Uh-huh. You know, there was never any hope. I've had friends talk about, oh, you know, and it was so hard after we found out mom's cancer was terminal. I'm like, mom's was always was terminal. Always terminal right? There was never a time of, oh, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. There was, you know, her oncologist thought, well, you know, we could try some pretty heavy treatments, and I think it'll buy you a little time. And I think it did. Mm-hmm. But it was never... This will cure you. Right. And and they wouldn't talk. And I don't know if this was a thing at the time. I don't know. They never talked about, you have a year to live. They, they never, three to six months, they never put any timeline on it, which is fine. You know what I mean? And maybe for the best. But so that was May. She started treatments in the summer. They were really hard. And by August, she was in the hospital and had kind of a heart episode and then came home. And the week of the Farm Progress show, the doctor said her liver was failing and this was it. And so, like, I left the show and drove down, and uh, let's see. She was really not responsive then. Like, we really thought that was it. You know, hospice did, too. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to Canada for an IFAJ thing. Yes, I We canceled that. all that. And then she kind of just slowly came out of it, got a little Didn't stronger. Did wedding anniversary she was working towards? Yes, that's right. When she was diagnosed, she said she wanted to make it to their anniversary in... December, and then she was going to turn 65 in March. And so she made, and she just kind of got stronger all that fall. And I have some really, really good friends from home who started bringing in meals, mm. you know, because it's five hours from here. I had three oh, small no. kids. I couldn't stay no. indefinitely. You know, I can stay for a while. I can stay for a week or two or whatever, but I couldn't stay indefinitely. And so they started, them and their moms started That's a whole so meal great. thing. And they brought in meals. I don't know if it was every other day or like a couple times a week, something like that. It was... Enough. Very gracious. And they, mom and dad so enjoyed the company. I was just going to say, that's got to be soul feeding for them too. Totally. In a very lonely time. And they did that from, you know, what they must've started that in September and then it went through December. My mom was finally, she was, got to the point like they could go out someplace. You know what I mean? They like to go to Princeton and go to Rural King and eat at the Chinese place or whatever. And she got to where she was strong enough. She could do that. Mm -hmm. So and then after Christmas, it started turning, you know, mm-hmm. you could tell, you know, Thanksgiving, she was pretty good. Christmas was different. Um, and then ended up by March. Essentially, her, her cancer it was a, an inoperable tumor in her pancreas. Inoperable because of the size was about twice what they would consider. And then the location was in the wrong place. And it had already spread to her liver and her lymph nodes. So then what she was looking at at the end was basically liver failure. You know, it just, it could not function And she was on hospice care at this Mm -hmm. time? Okay. Yep. She had actually been, this sounds weird, hospice came in, you know, back in August. Yeah. I thought that was, you know, Uh I drove down from the Farm Progress show and we're standing there, you know, in my Farm Progress show shirt and talking to the hospice people and they're saying things, you know, dad still had it in his mind. Oh, well, she can, she'll come back and we'll do treatments again. And they were like, you know, no. She shows just, them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and she didn't do any more treatments. That was right. okay. done. But, you know, they the hospice people just had such a good way of having that general conversation with dad that this is a turning point. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how it's going to end, but this is not the same. Right. And that was good. That's good. Well, I will tell you as a friend who walked through Joe's mom's cancer. Right. I mean, I know that it's like almost silly to say, but... You were a big support for us because Joe could turn to you and, oh, we're going to have to change the subject. Yes. Anyway, so, I mean, I know God had a big plan for that. Right. And it was to touch other people, too. Right. So I think if anything in all of this stuff, and I don't know what the purpose for cancer is, who mm-hmm. knows, but 
if we're here for anything, it's to help somebody else. Right. And I've seen it in dad, you know, he's, dad's not been a huge people person in Mm -hmm. his life, but he's reached out to, you know, so-and-so that was like his AI guy was, (laughs) (laughs) cause he's a good cattle man. Right. You Uh know, Uh was losing his wife and stuff like that. Yeah. He just, that's good. Yeah. So there's some good in the grief. Right. Mm -hmm. We learn to empathize. That's good. Well, and I think we learn what to do for people when they're grieving. Right. Because it was a lesson up. in what mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people either do or don't know what to do. Right. And I don't know that there's hard, solid rules, but I think there's things that you can say, you know, mm-hmm. things that you remember about somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was dreading mom's visitation. Oh, really? I was trying to talk myself into the flu that day. Like, Is and that- didn't John have the flu? Not yet. Okay. But yeah, I'm like, or you're am I sick? Maybe I'm yeah. getting sick. Maybe I won't have to go. <laughs> Maybe I'll have the flu and that would be better than going to mom's visitation. But it ended up being, and probably, you know, you just, I, I don't I know. know what to say no, to people. No, people don't know what to say to you. I don't know. And, and, and that, yeah. Yeah. And it ended up being really good and weird. <laughs> There's yes. people that were coming through the line and they're so nice. And I know they meant well, but they'd be like, you know, I haven't lived at home Forever. at that point for... 14, 15 years, mm-hmm. you know, and they'd be like, you don't know who I am, do you? And I'm like, I don't I, even care. I'm too tired to uh-huh. play this game. Please just uh-huh. tell me who you are. Moving you know? on. And, and obviously there are lots of people you didn't know and they right. would tell you stories yes. that you never heard. And yeah. it was just, that was really, really nice part of it. Right. And we all came away that night feeling like, okay, that was not, that was as not painful. as bad as we thought. And then we sat around and <laughs> ate Dad ate these, you know, somebody had brought this really nice platter of like meats and cheese uh-huh. and the dill pickles uh-huh. and dad ate a bunch of that. And then he got sick the next, was it that night? And then I got sick the next day after the funeral. Oh. And then the kids all got sick. Oh, <laughs> that puts a punctuation on a crappy situation, it really doesn't does. it? does. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, okay, really? This yeah. is where we're at? Like yeah. I'm putting a Ziploc <laughs> bag in dad's coat pocket just oh, in case no. during the funeral. And this, people, is, yeah. this is where we're at. But there you go. It's a great story, I guess. <laughs> I shouldn't say a great story. That's a horrible thing to say. Sorry. Well, you can look back and laugh. That's now, right. For sure. That's right. Now you mentioned um, dreading the visitation. So are you an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, super introvert. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so if funny I, because you talk to people for a living. You I interview know. people. What is wrong I, with you? <laughs> no, to, I'm just kidding. I used to have to really psych myself up really? before I was going to go do a interview somewhere. Okay. And it's not as, it's not obviously as hard. I've done it for 18 years now. Right. At some point you right. get over yourself and, but I think there's lessons there. You know, you can do you can hard overcome. things and yes. you can overcome your natural tendencies to be a hermit, you know, mm-hmm. and that can be good. I, th- I think it's good for me to work from home. I've worked from home since the beginning 1998. of 98. <laughs> right. I've never had to deal with people in an office on a day to day basis. I love people. Yeah. I really enjoy people, but uh-huh. I like being Need able space. to come here and it's quiet and I can write and okay. think. Okay. Yeah. So how do you fill up? How do you recharge and yeah. get back well, to normal Holly? We talked about this on yours because yeah. like somewhere I read, if you recharge by being alone, you're an introvert. Uh-huh. And I was like, raising my hand. <laughs> right here, raising my hand. Uh-huh. Down uh-huh. There's times even like, I just need a few minutes sure. of quiet and I'll go in my room and the kids kind of know, like, just let me be and mm-hmm. then I can come out a better person. Yes. <laughs> Kinder yes. and gentler. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That or the other thing I was thinking of is just doing something creative, Okay, which I've figured out in the last couple of years, you know, whether it's sit down and play the piano for a bit or make something, you know, this sounds crazy, but like, you know, just make something around the house, something pretty, put pictures on the wall, do a chalkboard thing, make a wreath, rearrange something. There has never been a time in my life that I thought, (laughs) I'm just 
don't make a wreath. <laughs> that is why I love you. I thought of that because I can see the one out on the door over you your shoulder. Made but that? Yeah. You guys, it's beautiful. Wow. I, it, I would make it and look like... And then it fell like off it. the door and Hazel chewed on it. So oh. now it's a little more yes. rustic. Hey, yeah. shabby chic. <laughs> okay, so yeah. so hobbies. Would hobbies include, like, like, what do you like to do in your spare time? If you ever have any spare time. No, I've forgotten what that is. But yeah, yeah, just doing stuff like that. Okay. Or making something like that. I've always liked, you know, there's people that, you know, abhor the whole Pinterest crafts thing. I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. <laughs> Caroline and I like to make crafts together and do things and... Those years when she was in preschool and oh, home and the other kids were in school. Those oh. moms. Oh, but we liked it, you. you know? And we went to that painting thing. Yes, but she did a beautiful oh, job. So, Holy smokes. So good. And I knew she would just eat that up. Yes. Our farm bureau did one of those painting parties as a yeah, fundraiser for Ag in the classroom. And Caroline and I went. And she's the artistic, mm-hmm. creative one that yes. just sees the world a little differently. Yes. And it was so fun. But what's funny is I was telling my sister-in-law, Colleen, about it the next day and suggesting, like, we you know, maybe we should do one of these, some kind of a party uh-huh. or a shower. Yeah, uh-huh. And she was like, so gently said to me, she's like, I went to one of those uh-uh. and it was not a good experience. No, right? I've been <laughs> I was too. just stressed out uh, the yes. whole time. And I was just like, it was sort of that world's colliding uh-huh. where I'm like, I didn't even know someone to feel that way. Yes. My trees <laughs> made me want to cry when I made my picture. Yeah. My trees were not good either. And my windmill, you know, like we were supposed okay. to be a windmill <laughs> silhouette thing. And it's supposed yes. to be easy. Like you make a plus. Yes. And then you make an X. Yes. And then you fill those in and you've got eight blades on your okay. windmill. Okay. We were doing like a farm silhouette. Yes. Sunset. With an autumn sunset. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I got that done. I'm like, well, it's kind of gappy. Maybe I'll add one here. Mm. Well, if you're going to add yeah, one, you got to do one opposite. And now it's gappy here. And I just kept going and going and going. So you have a circle? I've got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of psychedelic looking. That's okay. It's mesmerizing okay. if you look at it too long. Uh- <laughs> It's like a 3D picture. Something's going to pop out at you. Okay, so are you neat or messy? Oh, neat. Okay. I like things to be organized, yes. although I'm a bit of a piler. Like, well, you look out on the phone desk there. That's some stuff that needs to be some, dealt with. There's got to be a space. But I, it makes me happy when things are cleaned and tucked away and put away. Good. That We did, how many months was it? Six months, I guess. We remodeled our house. We moved out. I had a one-year-old... Yeah, and it was just a time where we had stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. I had stashed some stuff in the basement here mm-hmm. that wouldn't be disrupted. Mm-hmm. We packed a bunch of stuff up in a like a box trailer and parked it out yep. back. We took a bunch. We rented, we moved into our neighbor's farmhouse uh-huh. during that time, which was ideal and awesome. You know, we had some things stashed there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. boxes of like photo albums yeah, that's there because right. I was a little nuts. Like I yeah, need to know that those are okay and not uh-huh. going to get water damaged right. or something. But man, I was. Those months, I was just kind of... I mean, we were building a house, so that's stressful. But yes. I look back, I'm like, part of it's because I just had stuff everywhere. I I, and it was so disorganized. Remember our office when uh-huh. we did the business? Yes. I just wanted to cry mm-hmm. all the time. I feel better when things are tucked away. Okay, anyway. okay. How do you... Okay, you're a really good friend to me and to... And you uh, are lots to of, <laughs> lots of people. How do you best, like, keep in touch with your friends? Like, you say you're an inter- introvert. Right. By nature, but I mean, you and I talk. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you like to keep in touch with your your buddies? That's a good question. You know, I can remember when we were first married. And of course, this was back in the days, pre cell phone, pre Facebook. Yeah. We uh-huh. barely had internet. Yeah, you had to dial in. Oh, remember that sound? Yes. <laughs> Let's look that up. And I can remember John saying, you know, you're a long way from your people. Like, never feel like it's too expensive to call. You know, call oh. when you need to. And we did a lot of that back Good. then. And if I ever needed any more, like, reason to love your husband for yeah. you, that's lovely. I mean, <laughs> that's is. great. Yeah. 
And so we did that some, you know, and I used to go back to Champagne for stories and yeah. I still had friends in grad school. So we we timed it out one year so we could watch the Friends season premiere together. Okay. <laughs> it was Because it was there's no DVR. That's right. That was, that was back in the day. Yeah. I had to tape it. So you like to be <laughs> with your people. Yeah. But now we're in a season where we can't be with our right. people. So like last winter... You know, we turned, I turned 40. I shouldn't say we because you're not there yet. Yeah. We'll have a big party. <laughs> the weather's okay over here. Yeah. <laughs> but a couple of my friends from home, we took a little trip last winter yeah. down to warmer weather. And yeah. we talked, I mean, we Did slept you bring a books? few hours. Yeah, I just brought this book along and never, never read a thing. Uh-huh. And we just talked constantly. And it's so funny to me how, you know, here we all are with busy young families and kids in high school, some of us, mm. and all this stuff. And we don't talk. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know, like we used to, but you can fall right back you into bet. it just instantly. Mm-hmm. And it. now, I mean, we have this Bible study online yeah. and I would say some of my closest friends are you guys in the Bible study mm-hmm. because I mean, it's just a constant flurry of either texts or phone calls or social media or we post on the blog itself, you know, and talk about things and very real. Mm-hmm. And so what's in a good friend for you? Hmm. Real, <laughs> I keep saying that right, <laughs> and honest and not afraid to say what they think, mm-hmm. you know, because we ought to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. We ought to be able to do that mm-hmm. for sure. That's good. Okay, spontaneity or stability? What do you like? <laughs> Stable. <laughs> okay. that? Remember the personality test from the 90s? Yes, and it was like the disc ones. Yes, and I tested it and came out to an S, which stood for. Stable. Oh! <laughs> and my boss at the time looked across the room at me and pointed, and he was like, you're so an ass. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, coffee or tea? Tea. Okay. Real tea. I don't ever, I mean, we, we don't even own a coffee pot. <gasps> what? I know. Blasphemy. <laughs> no, we made it through oh college. Neither one of us started drinking oh. coffee or smoking, so I guess we're oh, Not that it's the same you. thing, but I do love a good Perhaps cup of chai way. tea. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And I can't have chai tea now. Oh, that's, on the that's list. right. You've got a stomach issue. Yep. But I like, there's a Tezo. Is that yes. the name of it? Uh-huh. Awake. Okay. It's a black tea. Oh. Apparently it has some caffeine in it. And that's why they call it t- Awake. Oh, why are you have that? <laughs> it's quite good. I like oh, that. Oh, that's But good. only in the winter. I'm only a cold weather tea drinker. Okay. Oh, do you do iced tea in the summer? No. Water. Okay. Just water. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're going to end on kind of a big thing because, like, I mean, you have a beautiful life. You really, really do. But what is one dream that you have given up? Oh. Or just let it go and not, yeah. not necessarily given up on it. Just let it go. Well, I suppose early on, I just always thought we'd, I'd move back home. Oh, uh-huh. You know, and live in Albin. And yeah. That'd be that. And that was something, you know, well, in love with a farmer who's not from there. So uh-huh. <laughs> that's the a non-negotiable. Here. Right. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And so we had to make a life here and you kind of just... Roll with it. Did you have a big discussion about that? Did you cover no, any if? Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. I, not really, you know, because I knew, you knew the terms going in. Right? <laughs> it's so, like a sale. It is. It's a transaction. So, I knew he wanted a farm and John was graduating and that was obviously his plan. You know, there wasn't right. going to be a, you know. I'm going to sell seed for a while here and right. then go here. And there then... was a need for him to come back then. Okay. And so... That's what he was going to do, and that was here and not there, so that's the deal. Mm-hmm. But you got to come to terms with it. I mean, I can get bitter if I think about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my, uh, the thing that struck me here in the last few months, I'm like, you know, my kids won't know what it is to grow up with people that know me. Yeah. You know, so or that weird. knew me then. Mm-hmm. Because here, no, nobody even knows who mom was. Yeah. You know, I have mm-hmm. friends who have lost parents in this community, 
and everybody knows their parents yeah. and remembers things about them. a story about them. People, no. I think, probably forget I even have a mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yes, you know, I know exactly. to, to be Joe's able to... Right, mm-hmm. right. And so, you know, my kids aren't going to my school. They don't know mm-hmm. my... You know, they aren't my forage club. They aren't yes. going to my fair. I guess yeah. that's what hit me yeah. this summer. Like, they won't ever know what it is to show up my fair. You know, to stall yeah. in the same places where we did. Yeah. Where, you know, John has that... Mm-hmm. Um, Continuity. Yeah, continuity and sort of the legacy of that, which mm-hmm. is fine. You know, it's mm-hmm. give and take. But I could get bitter about it if I thought about it too long. <laughs> yeah, we, will, we will not dwell on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just, you got to roll with it and yeah. move on because it doesn't do you any good. I mean, it's fine to, I think you got to recognize, yeah, I, this is a dream this I had and I mm-hmm. gave it up and moved on and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You're you not gr- a dweller. You grieve it and move on. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, today anyway. <laughs> today she's not a dweller. We'll keep that going. Yes. Well, I love this because I think this, this gives fun. our listeners, all seven of you, <laughs> such a good perspective. I mean, like, we have learned things about each other. I know. I, and, you know, we've been friends since. Yes. I was I just listening to your story, and I'm like, you would have been a great I'm kindergarten so teacher. Weird. I'm so funny. I, maybe I will someday. And also, and I, and, and then I'm like, oh, you would have been great. You were, I'm sure, a great sixth grade teacher. You know, with a sixth so. grader now, I'm like, oh, you would have been great. They were lovely. Yeah. Yeah. But now you, you would have been a great on. doctor. Yeah, no, no. But ill. I mean, you, I'm still. Do you want your life in my hands? <laughs> I don't think I'd done. rather you write my story than take care of my spleen. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You think? Well. I know. And I think it's not fair that like an 18 year old is like, "Hey, here's your life, plan it out." Right. I know because yes. Lord knows, Joe and I have. You guys have been pretty steady. Joe mm-hmm. and I keep going like, "Well, maybe we'll try this. Maybe we'll try this." That's why we need stability spanglers. Well. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You just hold our hand and go. And I remember <laughs> thinking one time when we first got married, I'm like, I'm never going to have to move again. And that's going to be And you awesome. were so awesome with that. Oh, oh yes. bless you. Because you moved every semester, you know, for each house. Oh my gosh, but that's like a new new day. It was. Oh. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's season. Just, it was season. I was like, wow, when I move here, I'm done. I don't have to move again. <laughs> like we will die in this house. Uh, oh. And I think <laughs> we should probably great. end on that. <laughs> Holly will die in this house. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this, I love this, and I hope your listeners have learned more about our sweet Holly Spangler, but... Um, perhaps more than you want to perhaps know. Perhaps more than you want to know. No, that's great. It's great. I love this stuff. All right. Until well, next time. You. Yes. Next time, America. Bye, everybody.